0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Fradenberg in the Gross Point office and today I am going to be talking about holiday spending and giving a few tips to try and keep uh, your spending in check or ways to organize your gifting so that you don't have any surprises when credit card bills come in uh, in the new year. So I actually went out shopping this weekend in person uh, for Christmas gifts and I usually do most of my shopping online. I needed a gift for my book club gift exchange and really wasn't sure what I needed to get so I decided to go to a store where I could see and touch and um, get ideas and I instantly regretted it. Uh, there are not just supply chain issues but there are labor shortages. So <laughs> the lines, I actually we went to three stores total and two of the three. Not that I had anything great in my hands, but I had things I was going to purchase and decided to cut bait while in line. And I'm a pretty patient person, especially when it comes to shopping. I will wait online for something that was worth it. but just be prepared. I am not a last minute shopper. I do come from a family of last minute shoppers. I remember my stepmother going out like literally Christmas Eve to get gifts for us. So I'm more of a like get all my Christmas shopping done by the first week of December kind of a person. But what I will say is this year is a little bit different. And I feel like things are going to get crazier. So my number one tip is to shop early. Now this podcast is airing the first week of December. So Uh, If you're listening now and you have not started your shopping, I highly recommend that you start now. Uh, There's some shipping delays. Things are taking a little bit longer if you're doing online shopping. However, in-person shopping, there's definitely a difference this year. I noticed it this weekend. So that is my number one tip is to try and get ahead of things. Do not wait until the last week before Christmas. That will really cause you some unnecessary stress. The next tip is true, whether you're online shopping or in person, is to have an idea of what you want to get each person on your list. So especially if you're in person, there are things that are distracting. So you go into a store, maybe thinking you're going to get a gift for a spouse or for one of your children. And all of a sudden you're sniffing candles and touching furry blankets and you're in the wrong section, um, have totally lost track. So I like to, again, get an idea of something general that I'm looking for. If I don't have an idea of what to get a person, I do find that online shopping, going to the gifts, uh, most websites have like gift ideas for different people. Uh, If you use those websites to get ideas of what you might want to get, especially I find, even though I have children for younger children, I'm not quite sure what's Interesting to them. So for my nieces and nephews, um, I go to Amazon and I put in their age and come up with the top gifts for that age range. Again, if I'm not going to order off of Amazon, I still use it to get ideas. Nordstrom is another one that is very helpful, I find, for gift ideas. You can go, I think it's just by him or her, but it certainly gives you at least a starting point. And again, when you go into a store in person to have an idea of some range of a gift because at least for me I end up looking at stuff that I like for myself when I go into a store and kind of get off track or off mission if you will when I'm looking for gifts and that is the number one way that I go off course which is one for you one for me type shopping because I don't go shopping that often so when I do I get excited about all the things that I didn't even know existed or that I didn't know that I needed so uh, the next tip would be to have a list with at least a general idea if you don't know specifically what you're getting for everyone on your list. Uh, Even on a regular shipping year, it happens all the time where I don't know if I've fake shopped and put something in my online cart or if I've actually checked out. So with shipping delays, uh, even if you actually did check out, there are probably going to be people who have items arriving in February, right? That they ordered back in November, December for Christmas. And um, so, what I recommend is whether you are a physical list person, that is fine, or an Excel spreadsheet, an app person, certainly whatever you're comfortable, even if it's a little pen and paper in your car that you jot down notes, but keep track of what you've purchased because one of the biggest ways to go overboard on spending is to duplicate gifts for people. Especially if you have small children, right? Because um, I know as a mom, when I was trying to purchase things and hide them from my kids, uh, and also keep it even between siblings, it's so important to keep track of that someplace other than the mom closet, right? Where you have a spot where you keep these piles and. I remember, you know, the last couple days of school before Christmas break, pulling out the piles and literally being like, okay, what do I still need to buy to even it out? Or, you know, what did I actually purchase? So a few apps that I've found super helpful this time of year uh, is one called Gift List app. And that's actually one you can use all year round, not just at Christmas time. And then the Christmas List app. So these are great to keep you on budget, but they also can uh, track your purchases across retailers. You can put in links, you can add receipts, and really it streamlines your entire holiday shopping experience. Another one is called Santa's bag, and that one I find is super helpful because you even can mark things as wrapped or unwrapped. And again, with that uh, Santa's closet, that was always part of the confusion as to what I have purchased, what was already wrapped, who's for what. Um, So this can really help keep you organized. And just bringing it back to my number one budget downfall this time of year, which is purchasing items for myself, I actually went ahead and created a gift list for myself with links. So as I'm shopping, whether it's in a store or online, and I see something that I would want, I add that to the list for myself, but I don't actually purchase it for myself, at least before Christmas. If there's something I really like, I do run the risk of it not being available. But one, it gives me time to consider is this something I really want, or am I just buying it because I'm here seeing it? And then also a great way to help out other people that are asking for gift ideas for yourself, because then you remember things that you saw either online or in a store that. Uh, You liked. So, keeping this app um, or any of these apps, actually, you could do that and just add yourself as a recipient that you're shopping for, but not actually purchasing the items. If nobody does end up buying them for you over the holiday season, you may be able to get them at a steep discount after the holidays as well. In addition to buying things I don't need for myself when I'm out shopping or online looking for gifts, I overspend. On things that aren't necessarily gifts for people, but that are just added expenses during the holiday season. So in order to avoid this, it's important to budget for these things going into the season. And what I'm talking about are gatherings, right? Whether you're hosting holiday events at your house for friends or family, that's expensive. And especially this year with inflation, it has really affected groceries so if you are cooking a meal for family or just having some appetizers, do take that into consideration. The other thing is social events. So whether it's buying a new outfit to go to parties um, or several outfits, especially if you put on some pounds like myself or for COVID, uh, that is certainly an expense to consider. If you have kids, uh, shoes, have they outgrown their dress shoes this year? Uh, For church, do they have an outfit? Uh, Another one that I'm thinking of, if you are going out, if you have children, the cost of a babysitter. Or if you're going to a party, you may be going to dinner beforehand um, and eating out more than you normally would. So again, not restricting these items, but just considering in that overall number that you can spend without going overboard. is including all these items and you may need to cut back on other uh, gift budgets to accommodate those expenses. Now I realize not everybody is an app person. While we're using our phones more and more, a lot of people are trying to use them less to be more productive. And if you're not the kind of person that's comfortable using apps or you just know that you're going to download it and never enter things into it, a couple ideas to really uh, keep your budget on track. Especially, again, if you have certain people that you're buying for, if you set an overall limit, uh, some people still use envelopes of cash. So really, you know, carrying around an envelope that has the person's name on it, and when that money runs out, then you're done shopping for that person. I don't know how safe it is. I mean, I guess I haven't lost my wallet, knock on wood, in a long time, but I don't like carrying around large sums of cash. But another idea along the same line is purchasing prepaid gift cards for the major people on your list. So if it's a spouse and you know that you're going to spend, say, $200 total, and that's really your budget for that person. If you buy a prepaid gift card and carry that around and maybe just in a Sharpie kind of put the person's initials on it, and that way you can really keep your budget per person where it needs to be when you run out of money then you're done shopping for that person. A lot of people have willpower and are super organized and I realize that others are not. So if you choose this method, it also works the same. If you want to allot a little bit or a lot, whatever that amount is for items for yourself or clothing for the holiday season, then you can also have a card marked that way as well. If you're doing online shopping, it's a little bit easier because you can keep track. But again, I realize that some people want to have a budget but are just not organized so that's just an idea for those people as well and of course if you are using a credit card to purchase or even your bank card you can log in after the fact so say you go to the mall and you do some shopping or you're like me and you're doing online shopping in bed on your phone after everyone's asleep um, just go in after the fact and sort out those purchases so whether it's in an excel spreadsheet pen and paper what have you, if you're going in and looking at those purchases on your credit card and make sure that it is how you want that money allocated. And as I mentioned, really having that overall budget number that includes things outside of gifting is super helpful. And if you have to limit your total for gifts, uh, get creative, especially Since we haven't been able to see all of our loved ones regularly over the last year and a half, I continue to be optimistic that we will be able to have safe gatherings going forward. But there's nothing wrong with instead of purchasing an item right now of the gift of an experience, whether it's purchasing plane tickets for the spring or summer to visit family, that could be a gift right there that you're going to spend money on, or saying, you know, let's go to a concert or A movie together and have dinner. And that's something that you're going to purchase an experience with someone. There's nothing wrong with doing that. And it does help ease the budget constraints. If this is a tough Christmas, and you don't have all the money to purchase a gift right now, it's a way of sort of deferring that expense, but also uh, giving time together is so valuable. So that's what I have for you this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. We have a lot of amazing podcast guests coming up on this season of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. Have a wonderful holiday season and thank you for listening. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.